Well, I'm excited. Uh, we're kicking off a new series today. Um, we're kicking off a new series today, and the title of that series is just simply Seasons. Look at someone on your row and say, Seasons. Now look at the person you didn't like and tell them, Seasons. Y'all a little bougie, don't want to talk to someone next to you. But we're talking about Seasons, and um, it, it was going to be a series called Limitless, but God said it's not the season for Limitless. <laughs> But first, before we can experience the limitless uh, power of God, we need to understand the seasons that God has commissioned. And so uh, uh, today we're going to focus on a specific season, which is spring, spring. And but I want to use a text that we'll be using throughout this series. And um, normally in preaching school, they say keep it to one or two verses. But we're a Bible church. We like more than that. Right. And so uh, the wisest man on earth penned something about seasons. And it's in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight. And I want to read this to you. It says this for everything. There is a season. I could stop right there. But a text that's not in context is a pretext, therefore it's not valid. He says, for everything there is a season, comma, a time for every activity under heaven. Verse 2, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to harvest, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to cry, a time to laugh, a time to grieve, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to turn away, a time to search, a time to quit searching, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. <laughs> so, and all my wives said, amen. <laughs> Husbands don't know when to throw away stuff. <laughs> Me. <laughs> but a time, a time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be quiet, a time to speak. And all the husbands said, amen. Y'all scared of y'all wives. I heard it. I just... just <laughs> A time to love. We'll talk about that in my men's group Thursday, all right? A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Solomon pins this because he asks for wisdom. And in the book of Ecclesiastes, it's the book where we get the, the very powerful phrase where he says, I've been around the world. I've saw everything. I've had riches. I've, I've not had riches. I've had everything. And I found at the end of my life that all of it was empty if God was not there. And so he's talking about times and seasons and, and season changes and what happens in these seasons. And a lot of them we, we'll, we'll say, it's a time to, to weep and a time to laugh. We'll get excited about it. But he had them both together to, so to, to show the juxtaposition between joy and pain, sunshine and rain. And uh, that's old school right there. But all of them go together and we understand the other because one exists. And so in season, so everyone who's alive experiences seasons. 
You experience the seasons and the changes that come along with them. It's a force in the lives of all living creatures that is set in place by God the creator, Elohim. Elohim. It's set in place by him. Seasons, whether you like them or not, they're coming. Hello. And uh, so it's set in place by God. In the natural sense, we know that seasons change. We understand that. We know that we're going to have winter, spring, summer, and fall, right? We know that they're going to change. We, we, we have them marked out on our calendars. We see it coming. But we must embrace the season changes in our lives also. We understand that seasons are going to change the natural, but we, don't, we, we, we have a problem with season change in our lives. I love Paul. He, he, he begins to write when he's writing one of his letters. He says, when I was a child, I, I spoke as a child. I think as a child. I behaved as a child. But now I'm a man. I put aside childish things. Why did he say that? Because he understood that there are seasons in life. And so all of us experience the changes in seasons, and we must embrace these changes not as something derogatory, but as an opportunity. That's why the Bible says we weep at those who weep and we rejoice with those who rejoice, because when they're weeping, it is an opportunity to demonstrate a love that we cannot demonstrate when we're all laughing. Do you see the opportunity? And the contrast in it. And so we must embrace these things. And there's, here's the first thing I want you to write down is this. The changing seasons of nature help us embrace the changing seasons of life. The changing seasons of nature help us embrace the changing seasons of life. If I was you, I'd take a picture of that because the next time you're throwing a fit because the season change, remember that. Remember that just like you can't stop you having to go in the closet and pull out all those winter clothes that you packed up in the spring when winter finally comes one day of the year in Louisiana. (sighs) One day of spring. (laughs) I got this coat, guys. My wife paid a whole lot of money for this coat, and I think I may have worn it twice in 12 years. Beautiful coat. I love it. I wore it to a funeral once just because I needed to wear it. (laughs) It was one of them long captain coats. It's it's gorgeous. But I don't get frustrated because I understand that that coat is only available for a specific season. See, sometimes it's difficult to recognize the seasons of life we're in, and it can be more difficult to know how to live fully in Christ during those seasons of uncertainty. When we don't look up and see that it's spring and we're running around with, I don't know, my kids do it, but I couldn't. All all the people who are 30 and over, I cannot wear a hoodie in the summer. But my kids wear hoodies in the summer. What in the world are you made of? I'm looking to take clothes off. They're looking to put more on. The hotter it gets, it's crazy. I'm, I'm sweating looking at them. I'm just, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And they, they, they buy hoodies for the summer.
y'all, with shorts. What sense does that make? <laughs> Look, perfect example. Hoodie, shorts. And then <laughs> we come into a room like this where it's climate control, and we want us to we want the majority to just to, to adjust the temperature of the room for the minority. Because you did not dress properly for the season. And it causes frustration in the lives of believers when we're not prepared for the season because we're trying to do something out of season. And we get angry with God because the things that we're doing is not for this season. It's like uh, my daughter's getting ready to be a freshman in college. But if she go buy a house right now, she's going to be very frustrated because it's not a season to get a mortgage. Does that make sense? I wanted to make it natural for you. Uh, those of you who are teenagers and, and 13, 14, 15, premature love. It's not the season to be thinking about getting married. Say seasons. And so we have to be very careful to not be men and women out of time. All my Marvel people give me a what, what? <laughs> Captain America. You see, instead of saying change, because when you hear the word change, no one likes change. They, they like their stuff the way they like their stuff. My dad is here. Pastor John, don't touch his stuff. It's his, and he likes his stuff the way he likes his stuff. And I am the chip off the old block. Ooh, <laughs> I like my toothpaste tube the way I like my toothpaste tube. My shoes are where they are. It may look out of place to you, but it's in place for me. Don't touch my stuff. So I won't say change. I'm going to say shift. Because everyone can accept the word shift, and shift just simply means changing, especially when it's unpredictable. <laughs> and God, his thoughts are higher than ours, his ways are higher than ours, so he will shift seasons on us unpredictably. And we have to learn to embrace the shift that God brings along. Say seasons. Say change. Say shift. shift. This is what God wants to do. The popular emotion attached to this is a negative one because um, it feels like we're being jolted because we're not prepared for the shift. It's because we expected stuff to stay the same forever. But in our opening statement, when I told you to write it down or take a picture of it, it's the changes in nature that allows us to embrace the changes in life. So when my life shifts, I'm ready for it because I, I'm embracing for the shift early. Humans are creatures of habit. One of my favorite uh, leadership uh, teachers and God rest his soul, one of my favorite communicators is Dr. Miles Monroe. And he said this, nothing is permanent except God and his promises. Nothing is permanent except God and his promises. Amen. That's right. I thought I was going to wear 32 the rest of my life. 
waistline said, mm-mm, we're expanding. <laughs> it shifted from one belt loop to another. <laughs> but as a church, as your pastor, I want to talk to you. And I want to tell you this. As a church, we are in the spring season of Anchor Chapel bringing hope to every soul. Spring is the season where the most change happens. Heck, you got a new pastor. (laughs) I mean, we're we're developing the culture that we have to worship God passionately, love others compassionately, live purposely, give generously. We're we're developing that. We're developing a multi-ethnic expression to express God's heart and it and it's hard to change sometimes it's hard to embrace what god doing there's a word that we use in uh the clergy called uh theomusis that means god has the ability to to cause things to be fluid in his time so sometimes i'm up here and i'll write my message then in the middle of my message god will change it it's because god is in control And so everything is fluid. I tell people this, my life is negotiable. It's up to God. God, whatever you want to do in this season. There's a song Bishop Paul S. Martin wrote. It was like, God, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, just don't do it without me. And I remember when that song came out, it broke me. Because I was in a season where God was asking me to walk away from a church that I planted. And here he is talking about, Lord, whatever you're doing, just don't do it without me. And I'm like, God, but I, 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 I sweat. I, I, there's a spot in that building right now where my tears are in the paint of the floor of that building. And I hadn't been back in 13 years. Has it been 13 years? To eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. And I haven't been back to there, but God was doing something in a season and he moved me. And I was like, Lord, whatever you're doing. And I went on a seven year season to get back to this season. Are you that desperate to please God that you say, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, I just don't want you to do it without me. Whatever it is, whatever, if you want me to to move to Alaska to do missions, God, if you want me to go save the penguins in Antarctica, (laughs) just don't do it without me, Lord. I'm not saying I'm going to be excited about it. That's another message for another day. Sometimes we can get upset because it changes. But we're in spring season, and spring is a time or season of growth or development. It is also the season of new beginnings. Anchor, we're in spring. It's a time of growth or development. Over the last few weeks, we've seen uh, new family after new family after new family. How did you get in? Oh, I found you online. I'm like, where'd you come from? They said, pay less car sales. I'm just playing. But I was trying to, we're trying to figure out what's going on. And sometimes we can get so caught up in the last season that we miss what's happening in this season. 
That's why I'm intentional in the foyer. If you're new, I'm sorry for making you scan that thing. But I'm intentional. I see you. Sani Bunani, as they say in, in, in Swaziland, I see you. I acknowledge you. And I'm celebrating this spring season. I'm celebrating the spring season. And I'm asking you to embrace this season. And, and spring is aggravating, especially for me. So for me, I have severe allergies. Thanks, mom, dad. I love y'all. I, have severe, I am the real life living Urkel. <laughs> One time my allergies were so bad. Uh, Donovan, you remember this? I went blind a day. <laughs> they, they couldn't believe it. I can't, it was just, my eyes were filled with the googity gook, you know? And, and, and we had to take all the carpet out the house. And I couldn't play in the grass. And man, it was just crazy. And even right now, last week, I was just like, God. Please take it away, Lord. And he said, that thorn in your flesh. I was like, but allergies don't equate to thorn in flesh, Lord. That's different. I'm not Paul. But just the season change, all the plants are attacking me. Y'all be like, oh, they're so beautiful. I'd be like, oh, you so evil. (laughs) My yard man, come cut the grass. and, And I'm looking out the window, looking at him cutting the grass. And I'm like, I hate you but I love you because you didn't cut the grass. You about to put me down about to put, cause I got to go talk to him. He's one of my best friends. So I got to go talk to him while he cutting the grass, Jesus. But so we get frustrated and we could get so frustrated of the irritation of what this season bring that we never enjoy the beauty of what this season brings. Ooh, that's good. So, that's why he says it's the time to tear down, the time to weep. So I'm watching him cut the grass, and I know the irritation it's going to cause, but I also know the joy it's going to cause when I'm able to go in the backyard and say, ooh, I like the way my yard looks. Oh, man, that looks really good. I love, I love how the flowers make, make me lose my voice. Right now, I can't hear on my right ear and because it's full of liquid. And, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what the liquid is. It's just liquid. That's what I just call it. And mucus, whatever it is. But, um, but the flowers are causing it, but I love to see a good azalea. None of y'all know what an azalea is? The pink flower. It's on the plants, sometimes white. They grow this time of year. Azalea bush. <laughs> Pink in the end, hawthorn. They begin to blossom. Roses begin to blossom. Tulips, carnations, everything. I love driving along the road and seeing these things alongside the road. And it's so beautiful. But if I was to get in my feelings about the irritation that changes cause, I'll never begin to appreciate the beauty that change has caused. Do you get what I'm saying? You may get irritated in this season, but don't let it take your eyes off the hills from which cometh your help which is the beauty of what God the creator is doing in your personal life and what he's doing in the corporate life. Amen? Amen. Say seasons. Seasons. Say change. Change. Say shift. Shift. Say new beginnings. beginnings. So there are a few things I want you to understand, Anchor, in this season. Those of you who are watching online, I want you to take notes. In this spring season, number one, new beginnings are happening. 
Number one, new beginnings are happening. We're watching anchor groups develop. We're watching uh, new groups of outreaches happening. We got an outreach coming up in a couple weeks. It's going to be right there in the community, hanging out, cooking jambalaya, meeting people. Uh, it's going to be amazing. New things and new beginnings are happening. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 says this. Stop dwelling on the past. Don't even remember those former things. I'm doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now, it sprouts and it grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. New things are happening. Don't get caught up on the past when God is doing something new. God is uh, uh, resurrecting family relations, familiar relationships. He's bringing new jobs. He may give you a new job and, and, and he may have canceled the old job, but he's given opening doors for the new job. So don't look at closed doors as failures, but look at closed doors as opportunities. And God is giving you opportunity. This is the season. I declare this is the season of opportunities. Opportunity is knocking. Leonard Ravenhill said it best. Seize the opportunity of a lifetime in the lifetime of the opportunity. And seasons only last so long. Don't miss it by dwelling on the past. Don't miss the relationship in front of you by dwelling on the relationship that was behind you. God has placed this relationship in front of you. Yes, they hurt you. Yes, they walk out on you. Yes, they lied on you. Yes, they did things about you. But God says, while you're worried about who hurt you, I'm trying to show you who's trying to heal you. Don't dwell on that. Dwell on the one that's in front of you. When you look at nature in the springtime, there's a lot of new baby animals and plant life all around us. I mean, puppies and chipmunks and rabbits. There's this rabbit that comes in my backyard. He's a rabbit rabbit too. Like he's about this big. I think it's a kangaroo. It's a big old rabbit. And he just hangs out in my backyard. I mean, where did he come from? Who knows? He's somebody, baby. I mean, but he's there in the backyard and I'm looking at this rabbit and I'm like, God, that's new life. See, in the winter, it looks as if all nature has died. But when the season changes, things are made new. So new beginnings are happening. Write this down. In the spring season, things will grow and develop. In this spring season, things will grow and develop. Psalms 92, 12, 14 says this, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. Look, God is going to develop things in your life in this season. Things that seem underdeveloped, they're going to develop. They're going to grow. I have this new puppy and he's a jerk, like grade eight jerk. Like he bites us. He runs around the house. But when I take him out in public, he licked him. He rub on him. But no, he does that behind clothes in public, but closed doors. When we got him, he looked like a little pig. I woke up one day and I was like, you look like a dog. Like he, he developed, he grew and developed. Now, 
like my wife said, when he looked like a little pig, he was so cute. But does it make him any less cute now that he's growing and developing in what God created him to be? Some of you, in your last season, you were cute. <laughs> what does that mean? Everything was perfect. Everything was falling in place right away. Things, I mean, you pray it before you, before you say amen. It was so. But now in this season, you're having to labor a little longer. You're having to stay a little longer. You're having to pray hard just as much. And, and you're having to ask God more and more and, and tarry a little bit. That's growth and development. God says, yes, because you were young, you didn't understand a relationship. We could spend two minutes together and get what you want. But now I want to spend more time with you. In your marriage, you used to get away with not saying good morning. <laughs> Men, don't, don't, don't slap your head. It's all right. <laughs> now you got to actually wake up and go, good morning. And at the end of the day, when you don't want to talk, you actually have to say the words. How was your day? <laughs> Y'all don't understand. I really dislike those words. But I have to say it. Because we're in a season of life to where words seem to matter more. I thought it, they matter less the longer you're married. But the longer you're married, they matter more. So it's like, I used to come home and just go to my room. Now I got to go, hey, how was your day? <laughs> and deal with the repercussions of how was your day? Because now I got to listen to the story of the day. But how many of you know those conversations helped my marriage develop? There's a quote that says, whatever is not growing is dying. We should be growing and develop. We should all seek to continue to grow in the things God has trusted to us. We should always. There was a story in the Bible where Jesus was walking and he said he was hungry and he saw a fig tree in the distance. And the leaves looked like it was ripe to eat from. And he looked at the tree and he went to the tree and noticed that the tree did not produce fruit. It just looked like it was producing fruit. And the Bible says Jesus cursed the tree. And the disciples were confused. Like, why did you do that? Well, the thing is, those leaves are our talents that we have yet to cultivate. So we can look good to everyone else, but if they get close, we're underdeveloped. I don't know about you, but I want to produce fruit. I want to produce fruit. And in this season of opportunity and change and development and growth, you must produce fruit. He said you recognize the tree by what? The type of fruit that it bears. If, you're, if you belong to Jesus, you should be producing some Jesus fruit. I said you should be producing Jesus fruit. Can I get amen? amen? So number one, in this season, we get new beginnings. In this season, we get growth and development. The third thing, in this spring season, the ground is fertile for planting. 
Genesis 26, 12 through 13 says this, when Isaac planted his crops that year. Now in this story, this is Isaac in a new land and, and he's, he's in his new land, his new season. God has have placed him in his land and uh, things happen. And Isaac was like, you know what? I'm just going to plant. And so this is where it picks up. It says, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. For the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. You see, no good farmer or gardener will plant in bad soil. They'll never plant in bad soil. So today we got a lot of rain, right? We have rain just pouring down. But rain is, uh, William McDowell said this in one of his songs. He said, rain is only a nuisance to those who don't have seed to put in the ground. But those who have seed, we embrace the rain because we know without the rain, the ground will be too hard for us to plant the seed into. And once I plant the seed, I, has to, I have to have the nourishment to continue the water, the plant that God put down. So in this season, the ground is fertile. It is the rain that is coming down from God. What does rain do? Rain refresh and restores and, and put things in the right place for the seed that is getting ready to be planted. God God is raining on the hearts of men and they are ready for the seed of the word of God. That family member you've been praying for for years, that co-worker you've been praying for for years, God has already rained on the, on the soil of their heart. Go plant the seed of the gospel. Don't be afraid to tell them that Jesus loves them. Don't be afraid to invite them into the household of faith because their hearts are ready for the word of God. Do you hear me, Anchor Online family? Begin to tweet something in the chat right now. Share it out. Tell them, hey, God has something for you. And I am a former planting the seed of righteousness in the heart. I don't get angry about rain because rain softens what was once hard and prepare it. I hang around, so I, I, I hang around these farmers and I, I love just talking to them about farming and, and, and my dad can make a person grow out of the ground. I mean, like there's our first house that they, they moved in this house the day I was born, January 22nd, 1980. They moved into this house. My dad planted trees in 1980. I passed by that house the other day I am 41 years old and those same trees have been cut down, but they're back. How'd you do it, daddy? How? (laughs) I don't get it. Those orange trees that he planted. I mean, they didn't cut them down. They ran them down, but they're still growing. And I thought about it. I was like, if my natural father plants something that perpetually grows, what happens when my heavenly father plants something in my heart? Whether it was a dream, whether it was a thought, whether it was your family, whether it was your career, whether it's your education, it will continue to grow because you have a father who has a green thumb. And whatever he planted in your life is going to grow. Guys, in this season... It's time for us to start planting seeds. That's why we're doing outreaches. Joey and Elena are heading that up for us, and, and we're doing outreaches. We're going out. We're getting out of these four walls. We're going in the community because we believe that the grounds are ready. Yes. yes, 2020 was bad. It looked bad aesthetically, but I believe God was raining, preparing the hearts of people for the true gospel to be planted in their hearts. Yes. 
Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Come on. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready to plant? Because he gives seeds to who? The sower. Come on. And so he's going to give it to us. The last thing is this. In this spring season, things we thought were dead are coming alive. (laughs) One of the first scriptures I learned was Isaiah 35, verses 1 through 2. Um, And I'm going to read this in the Message Bible. It says this, wilderness and desert will sing joyfully. The bad lands will celebrate and flower like the crocus in spring, bursting into blossom, a symphony of song and color, mountain glories of Lebanon, a gift, awesome caramel, stunning sharing gifts, God's resplendent glory, fully on display, God, awesome, God, majestic. Think about this. All these places he names are mountain regions in the Bible. And sometimes we are in the valley of our lives and think we can't experience the glory of the mountain. But even in the valley, they may have wrote you out. They may have told you you'll never be anything. You'll never accomplish anything. They may have said, give up on that business plan. Give up on owning your own home. Give up on having that child. Give up on this. Listen, I'm telling you, what they said was dead. In spring comes alive. Think about this. When we go into the winter season, even though we really don't get a full winter, but our trees still lose all their leaves. All the plants look like brown sticks to grass, especially in my neighborhood. The grass becomes dirt and becomes, you know, just brown and everything is bleh. just it's, uh, dreary. There's, there's, I mean, gosh, you can't see anything. I mean, just life is gone. The, the rabbit that used to be in my backyard, I don't see him anymore. The deer that get hit on that road down by my house, they don't, they don't cross. I mean, the, the, the animals that we normally see, we don't see. And, and they'll be like, where did all the animals go? Man, that tree's dead. That plant's dead. Let me bring it to you. In, in winter season of our lives, people may look at us and say, oh, that dream's dead. Oh, give up hope on that. Give up. Uh, wh- why are you still having faith for that? Why, why are you doing that? Well, what, what they're mistaking is that winter is not death. It's rest. And we're going to talk about that more when we get into the season of winter. But it's really everything is resting. The ground is resting. The animals are hibernating. Things are resting. They are stirring up, storing up the nutrients of, of, the, of the spring season. And they're, they're holding on to it because things around them are scarce in this season. But they prepared for that season. So they'll shed all the, ex, the excess things so they can preserve life. We'll talk about that when we talk about winter. I can't wait. But, but, but this is the thing. We come out of winter 
and everything that everyone named dead now is blossoming again. There's new buds coming out of that plant, that rose bush that was dead. There's new life blossoming out of the dead place. And so in our text today, we read about the glory of Lebanon, the roses blossoming in the barren, the wilderness, the dead places, and things are blossoming out of things that people say cannot blossom out of. They say a desert is a desert because it's desert. And there's nothing in the desert. There's no life. You can walk in the desert, but the scripture says, even in the desert, you will have life. Who in here has a dream still in your heart? A dream, maybe it's a family member, maybe, like I said, maybe it's reaching your community, maybe it's something, maybe it's a sickness that you're dealing with, that you're believing God and you have hope for God today. I'm here to tell you, they may have pronounced you dead, but they cannot count your God out. Jesus said it best, what's impossible for man is possible with God. And in your spring season, this is your spring season, who claimed that? This is my spring season. Another thing that happens in spring, this is not in my, not in my notes, but this is the amusis. We spring forward. God is getting ready to hit fast forward on that dream. <laughs> oh, come on. Somebody need to receive that. God is getting ready to hit fast forward on that thing that you want. You're getting ready to spring forward because this is what God does in the spring. You may have looked at your situation in life and said it was dead. People may have spoke death over something in your life. But you need to start telling them, it's not dead, it's resting. It's resting. I remember when my wife told me she was pregnant. I got all excited. By month three, I was wore out of the pregnancy. So I can only imagine how she felt. But it was six months, six more months to go. But we're pregnant. We know we have a child. This is getting ready to happen. But there is a a period where the baby has to develop and grow. And then all of a sudden, she goes into labor. Spring is synonymous with birth. God is birthing something here at Anchor that's going to change the world, y'all. It's already changing the world. I want y'all to know that. You're world changers. And I want you to change the world with me. I remember I was recruiting one of my best friends to church and I told him, I said, why we can't change the world together? That was my exact, that's always my pitch to people. Let's change the world together. We could, we could do it individually, but it's so much better together. And this spring, we're going to have testimony after testimony about what God is doing in each and every last one of your lives individually. Those of you who are watching it online, go ahead and put it in the chat. I'm springing forward. Go ahead, just put, I'm springing for. No matter where you're watching, when you're watching, put springing for. Some of you need to put that in your phone. I'm springing forward. And I want to end with this quote. Stand to your feet while I read it. Spring is God's way of saying, one more time. <laughs> Come on, just say one more time. Come on, somebody say one more time. I I love when people get cute and say, we serve a God of a second chance. And I always stop and correct them. No, we serve a God of another chance. It may take you five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 12, 13, 14, but we serve a God that is loving and patient and kind. 
And he keeps giving us chances over and over and over again. A righteous man falls several times, but how many times does he get up? Every time. Why? Because we serve a God of another chance. And spring, in this spring, is God saying, one more time. Can I speak to anchor? Look, God is... God has grown this church over and over again. And I know sometimes some of us who've been with Anchor for a while, and I consider myself with Anchor for a while because I've been peeping in on y'all for years. I'm not the new pastor. I'm just an old friend coming home. And, and I've been peeping for years, and I watch what God did. He, he'll just grow this thing. And we went through last year, and a lot of people was like, Anchor's dead. They're gone. But they didn't realize we were just in winter. But how many of you know we're in spring? And what you didn't see, you're about to see now. And God's doing it not for our glory, but for the majestic splendor of his glory. And I'm glad I get to do it with you guys. And God is going to do the same for your life. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Come on, just lift your hands to God. At home, lift your hands. Come on. Father, I thank you, God, for this season. I thank you for the spring season of our lives. I thank you, God, for raising us up, God. I thank you, God, for calling dead things back to life. God, I pray for those right now who are making the decision in their heart to give their lives to you this morning. Come on, everyone pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my heart. Come live there. I know with you, new life comes. And I'm a new creation. So I give my life to you because you gave your life for me. And I'll serve you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name. Now come on, give God a springtime shout in this place. Come on, give God the glory. Thank you for listening to this message from Anchor Chapel. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries or to support us, you can do that at anchorchapel.com. You can also follow us on social media at Anchor Chapel. Have a great week.